We have a saying around here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no brains, no headache. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, boys. What's up? What's up? Damn, son, where'd you find this? Welcome to No Brains, No Headache Podcast. This is episode 105. I'm your host, Jordan Weichel, and shortly I'll be joined by my fellow host and longtime friend. His name is Matt Cleary. On today's show, we had Garrett Gross. He is with Betcota Sportsbook, so we talked to him about sports gambling uh, down in South Dakota and sports gambling beyond and what the future looks like. So big thank you to Garrett Gross for coming on the show as guest. And be sure to check out Betcota Sportsbook uh, if you're down in the South Dakota area, especially in Deadwood. Uh, that seems to be the lucky place, especially for me. So check out Betcota Sportsbook, and thanks to him for coming on the show. After that, it's time for Cleary's Comments. That's the segment where we banter about random things Uh, I'm just looking at the rundown right here. Here's what we got. Fashion, golfing, DVD players, jury duty, in the news, drug names, tunnels. I don't know what else you want. There's the whole rundown right there if you don't like it. I guess that's just too damn bad. After that, we do the Olympics. Now, that's the ranking game we play here uh, where we take a random topic. This week was doctors. So we did the Olympics of doctors, ranked our favorites, Uh, starting with gold down to silver, bronze. Uh, As always, the Olympics is open for interpretation, and uh, you can vote on the podiums on social media if it's not a blowout. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? If you are entertained, make sure you're hitting that subscribe or follow button, and if you like it, please leave us a rating and a review, or if you don't like it, leave us a bad rating and review. Have yet to get one. Uh, would love to see one if there is one out there. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating on Spotify. Make sure you're following us on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, this is NBNH Media Production. Let's get it on. Okay. Let's party. Good afternoon. This is Garrett. Hey, Garrett. Jordan, how are you doing? Very good. Thanks for the call. Yeah, we're just going to jump right into it. I'm joined here with my co-host, Matt. He's right next to me. Uh, We got Garrett Gross on the show today. He's the man behind uh, Betcota Sportsbook, so... Thanks for making the time to come on the show. You bet. Thanks for having me. Uh, let's start with the idea and creation of Betcota Sportsbook. How I kind of came to know you was I was down in Deadwood. Um, I placed a futures wager on Kansas to win the national championship. Uh, then they did, and you sent me a personal text congratulating me, saying you'll send out a check soon. So let's start at Betcota Sportsbook. How did it start, and where are we at today? You bet. Congratulations on your uh, your big win, your uh, prognostication on who's going to win the NCAA men's tournament uh, was correct. So uh, congratulations on that. And yeah, that's how we connected. Uh, you know, obviously with you being based in uh, North Dakota, you know we get a lot of futures wagers and also uh, just regular wagers from uh, North Dakota customers. And uh, we're happy to have you guys come into the Dakota Sportsbook out in Deadwood. 
uh, our uh, counter and kiosk is currently in the Midnight Star Casino there in downtown Deadwood on Main Street. And uh, I'm one of the men, or one of the men behind Betcoda, uh, myself and my uh, co-founder and partner, uh, Basil Hofer, uh, we're both from the uh, South Dakota. We grew up in uh, Mitchell and uh, went through life together as friends growing up and uh, played sports together. And uh, Basil went to Northern State University and I went to Augustana and just kind of went different ways after college. Uh, I got married and started to raise a family and uh, Basil went out to uh, Las Vegas and started working in sports books, uh, started at the Imperial Palace. A lot of the folks in North Dakota are familiar with that with Ralph Engelstad's uh, uh, connections in North Dakota and Bayes was one of the ticket takers at the Imperial Palace for years and then worked his way up the chain at the Palazzo and Venetian and eventually the station casinos and he managed one of the station properties for a number of years, their sports book. And uh, just kind of following Basil's career, uh, I was here in South Dakota where I own several small businesses and work in the marketing space. And uh, Basil had the opportunity to move back to the Midwest, to uh, Iowa, to launch a sports book for a, uh, uh, an English company based out of the UK. And uh, he launched a sports book at one of the casinos in, uh, uh, in Iowa. And my wife and I, we did the marketing for that sports book here in the States. And then that was about three and a half years ago, which was about the same time when South Dakota first started talking about legalizing sports betting. And Basil and I just started talking and we came up with the plan that, you know, we have the knowledge to run a sports book from his side of the uh, uh, experience with his experience and my side of running a company and uh, doing the marketing and getting things up and running. So we applied for a sports betting license or a sports book license. Uh, did our uh, uh, initiation of our business and raised capital to, to fund what we're doing, got our license, and uh, we launched back in February this year right before the Super Bowl. So that kind of walks you through how we got to uh, where we are today with Betcoda. Well, congratulations on all that. Mitchell, South Dakota, the home of two-time NBA champion Mike Miller. Uh, I have a question about gambling in states. It's becoming more and more legal in more states. Um, what is the reasoning behind not having legalized gambling when everyone's just going to do it anyways? That's a fair question, but to quickly point out, Mitchell's also home of the world's only corn palace. Just to make sure that <laughs> there, there, there's also other things like that. Obviously, just joking, but you bring up kind of a, a very important point in the reality. Obviously, uh, you know, kind of the fallacy, I guess you could say, is if everybody's doing it, it must be legal or it must be, you know, point. Uh, that's not kind of the position we take. Uh, as we've gone through this process, you learn about the difference between regulated gambling and unregulated gambling. And a, a licensed, taxed, and regulated system is the better system. And if you look back at just the history of sports betting, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago, you know, you, you think about the stuff, the back room alleys or, you know, the, the basement of the pool hall or, you know, someplace where there's an illegal operation being run. Well, at the end of the day, you know, some people didn't view that as illegal, but the reality is it's unlicensed. So therefore they're not being taxed. They're not being regulated. If there is something that's uh, nefarious or uh, illegal with it, be you know, you hear about the the, uh, the sad situations where a player gets paid off or a referee gets paid off or what have you. When things aren't regulated, those things can happen a lot easier. 
So the reality is a system where all eyes are watching, everybody's out in the open, everything's up front. Uh, those type of situations are much better for everybody involved. Uh, you know, right now, I think uh, there's almost 30 states that allow sports betting, of which there's about 20 that allow mobile sports betting. And the reality is, is that when you've got people watching this thing, and if, if somebody truly does have a problem with gambling, which the data is out there, it's pretty clear. It's been shown over and over again. There's about a 2% uh, incidence in the population of people that have gambling addictions. If somebody truly is an addict, uh, a regulated system is much better for them because they'll be on a no bet list and they can't even play on a mobile app or a, a, a platform where they have to prove their identity. That alone is a big, big deal. If somebody goes through treatment or somebody, you know, just wants to be on that no uh, playlist, once they're on that thing, it's tough to get off. And uh, there's some other benefits to that as well, because you say there's somebody that's, you know, maybe owes child support or maybe owes back taxes or somebody that's just been dodging, uh, uh, you know, liens on their property or what have you. In Iowa, for example, if you're on that uh, uh, no bet list or you're on that, you know, deadbeat bad list, if you hit a jackpot or you hit a parlay, the kids get paid first before you get your jackpot money. So having it regulated and having it, you know, out in the open and taxed, there's definitely some good things that come from it. And to get back to your point, it's so prevalent in society as is, why not have it out in the open? Why does it need to be in the back rooms and hidden? It shouldn't be. Yeah, because my, my point being is that there, let's say if every state was allowed mobile sports betting, the infrastructure's there already with your big two companies there. And it's basically free tax dollars in, in my opinion, but I didn't know. I was wondering if there's anything else behind that where it's like you're not thinking about, I mean, playing devil's advocate on the government side of it. Like, why why wouldn't that be a good thing? You know, respectfully here to the government side of this uh, equation, I truly think it's, you know, words like incompetence and ignorance are very strong words. And I'm not trying to label the government on that end, but they're just not familiar with how it really works. Uh, you know, the, the prevalence of it, you know, we estimate that South Dakota, uh, here, the estimates that we use based upon all the other states that when you look at their data is that when you look at handle, which is a, a, a revenue that comes in uh, per month, handle revenue, it's basically the exact same thing. We, we figure that for every 1 million in population of a state, there's approximately 50 million in monthly handle that's actually in the market. So when you look at like Colorado or Arizona or Iowa, that ratio is very similar. So like Iowa, for example, during football season, their peak was over $300 million a month in monthly handle, which absolutely floors me to think that there's that much money going through the uh, mobile sports betting uh, platforms that are licensed in Iowa. So you take like South Dakota, for example, you know, 800,000 uh, people in our state. Uh, we, we strongly feel that the monthly market in South Dakota is somewhere between 40 and $50 million a month. You know, North Dakota is slightly behind that population-wise, but we feel that the North Dakota market is somewhere between 30 and $40 million a month in sports wagering that's happening already. There just needs to be a vehicle to capture that and make it legal and regulated and taxed at the same time. When you do the math on $40 million a month, it doesn't take much to figure out 
that the state is losing, you know, millions and millions of dollars just in taxes every year. So it's, it's out there. It's prevalent. It's better if it's regulated, taxed and licensed. That, that's our position. Yeah. And, that, and that's kind of the kind of gambler I am at the end of the day is, hey, we're from North Dakota. Uh, let's just face facts. You know, certain things aren't legal here. So if we really want to enjoy those things, we just got to go elsewhere. So that's why I head down to South Dakota, hit up the Betcota Sportsbook. And I guess until it comes here, you know, I know who I'm going through in the meantime, and hopefully you guys can make it up to North Dakota someday. Well, we definitely welcome the uh, the people that come from Williston and Minot and uh, Bismarck and Manhattan and everywhere in between. You know, it's kind of funny when you're familiar with your own little world. You know, it's about a 350-mile drive from Sioux Falls to Deadwood. Well, it's similar for a lot of parts of North Dakota. And uh, for a weekend to go down, it's always fun to go to the Black Hills, and Deadwood's a great place to be. And, uh, you know, that's really what we take pride in is the fact that as this business grows, we know we're not going to be FanDuel. We know we're not going to be DraftKings. We are who we are. Uh, we're Betcoto. We're a small company that's owned and operated in South Dakota. And uh, like when you won that day, uh, we take it very serious to congratulate our people and let them know, hey, uh, your card has been processed. Uh, you should receive your winnings within, you know, seven to ten days. And uh, I would rather call the person or personally text them than to have them wondering, I wonder if my ticket ever even made it to those guys. So that, that's how we feel we differentiate ourselves in the market. Well, Garrett, I'm glad you said that because kind of the theme of our show, especially when we have guests on it, slowly over time has become, you know, making something out of nothing. And I think you kind of fit that bill, you know, to the peak of you, like you just said, you know who you are. You're not going to be DraftKings. You're not going to be FanDuel. And that kind of speaks volumes to Matt and I with the podcast. You know, we know who we are. We're not going to be Joe Rogan or another person big in podcasting. We are who we are. You get what you get, and we're just going to try our best every day. (laughs) You know, to to that end, you know, myself and and Baze, you know, we're very familiar. We're big sports fans. You know, Basil is probably, I'm going to toot his horn a little bit here. There's not a bigger expert probably in the in the country when it comes to auto racing and handicapping NASCAR specifically. You know, Bayes used to be on a radio show out in Vegas uh, because he just, it, it, he knows the tracks, he knows the drivers, he knows the tires, he knows the crew chiefs, and the expertise that he has in auto racing alone. I mean, he's just, he's just a different resource in that space. And I point this out because, you know, we, we love sports. We're, we're in this business. We want to cater to the people that have similar interests that we have. If somebody wants to place a wager or a prop bet or just some type of angle uh, that's not on our board, you know, just come in and talk to our manager, talk to our staff and say, hey, can you offer this? Uh, the South Dakota uh, Division of Gaming, they've got a pretty uh, uh, robust catalog. We can do we can't do everything we want, but we can do a lot of fun stuff. And if there's a customer that ever wants to ask you something, we'll do everything we can to, uh, you know, put a lineup for them and, uh, you know, have them enjoy the opportunity. If they win, good for them. We'll just ask. We'll, we'll try and take care of you. Yeah, you're, you mentioned your, your partner being just an absolute savage at NASCAR handicapping, um, which is a great segue into my question of why is sports betting so hard or am I just downright terrible at it? <laughs> Well, there's two ways to look at it. You never know what's going to happen. You know, that's the beauty of it. 
Because it's unlike, uh, uh, you know, your typical table game or slot machine or something like that, where there's a fixed odds or a fixed uh, hold that's built in, whether it be, you know, 8 to 10% for slots or predictable for a table game, whatever it might be. With sports betting, you never know what's going to happen. Somebody might hit a, game, a walk-off home run and they tackle him at second base and his run doesn't count, so therefore the under hits. And, uh, you know, Bezos said this before as well, from the standpoint of simplicity of it, once the line is issued, either one of two things is going to happen. Either the, uh, the favorite's going to cover or the favorite's not going to cover. And uh, it's a, essentially a 50-50 chance from that standpoint. But as you know, there's uh, odds built in, whether it's, you know, minus 105 or minus 110 or whatever it is. But you're guaranteed either the favorite's going to cover or the favorite's not going to cover. You just need to do everything you can to be on the right side of the game. Well, Garrett, uh, before we let you go here, we got one more final question for you. But I just want to take a moment uh, to encourage all of our listeners, you know, South Dakota, North Dakota, Midwest, wherever you may be. uh, If you're in the South Dakota area, especially down in Deadwood, uh, where I wagered my bet, seems to be lucky head there. uh, Check out Betcota Sportsbook. We got Garrett here. Uh, Ask them, you know, for bets if you don't see them up on the board. That's actually how I got my bet. Uh, We are about a little... At least some of my bets I put in that day. I wanted one for the next day, and that guy, you know, he helped me out. He got the bet in for me. So, Bet Coda Sportsbook. Uh, he's here on No Brains, No Headache podcast. Final question for you: uh, Your Twins and Vikings fans. I just want to make sure is that correct? Yeah, I, I enjoy punishing myself. Yeah, um, <laughs> sorry for your loss. <laughs> I, 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 obviously, you know, here, here's what's funny for you. Okay, I was 10 years old in 1987. I distinctly remember uh, before the season, I was at my barber shop as a 10-year-old kid in Metro South Dakota, and the odds on the Twins that year, what do you think they were to win the World Series in 87? Plus 3,800. <laughs> uh, they were bad. They were 200 <laughs> to 1. They were 200 to 1 for the Twins to win the World Series in 1987. And I remember my barber saying, if I'd have put ten bucks on that thing, I'd have won two hundred bucks or uh, uh, two thousand bucks, and it just floored me that uh, th- that could happen. And <laughs> I was a monster, the whole time. <laughs> right? So that's a ten-year-old Garrett. But it's just funny how you know you're a fan of the Twins, you're a fan of the Vikings. They break your heart all the time. But you know if you have the guts to bet on them, they're going to lose. And if you don't bet on them, they're going to win. So that's pretty much guaranteed from that standpoint. But, you know, we've got some fun things that we're planning this summer out in Deadwood. You know, we just got our feet wet here in February. Our plan is to continue to, to grow our brand name, grow our relationships. You know, it's slow and steady wins the race. Uh, there's going to be a time here in the probably not near future, but two to three years when South Dakota will allow mobile sports betting. And we feel we're going to be a, we're going to get a piece of that pie when, when they launch, we know there's going to be some major uh, competitors coming here to South Dakota, but we always feel there's going to be a niche in every market for a local option that people can can connect with. And uh, you know, whether it's your podcast or our, or our sports book, uh, there's always niches in the market and people appreciate that. And that's the value we want to bring to the consumer. Yeah, absolutely. Last question I'll leave you with. Favorite twin and favorite Viking of all time? You know what? Kirby Puckett, man. My uh, uh, same thing. There was somebody posted on, uh, uh, was earlier this week. It was 1984, uh, the anniversary of Kirby's first game when he went four for five. And I, like I said, I remember when Kirby was a rookie, the twins weren't picked to be very good, but they almost made the uh, 
I almost won the AL West at the time. And uh, the rest is history. I've followed the, the Twins ever since. And here's here's one that might be a little different on the Vikings side. Sydney uh, Rice. You know, same same <laughs> good guess on that one. <laughs> Actually, he's a, he's a business partner of one of my high school classmates, believe huh. it or not. <laughs> they sell a, uh, a green vegetable that you can do a lot with, put it that way. And uh, But my favorite Viking of all time would be Keith Millard. He was a great defensive tackle until he hurt his knee. But those are some good years with the uh, Vikings in the late 80s. Nice. A deep cut. Uh, Garrett, thank you so much for coming on No Brains, No Headache Podcast. We'll stay in touch, all right? Yeah, best of luck. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Garrett. Yep, see ya. Not going to lie, I went to the bullpen for the Cleary's comments for this one. Didn't have a whole lot prepared, but you go deep enough down the notes, you'll find something good, and that's exactly what I did. As we get into Cleary's comments here for episode 105, No Brains, No Headache podcast. Uh, we're here in the dugout studio, joined, as always, by my co-host, longtime friend, Matt Cleary. Uh, you've been doing the show with me from the beginning. Half of it's yours. I just want to say welcome. Thanks for having me back. Guys. Absolutely. It's real fun to be back in the stooge. We, we, we were here the other day, so it's always good to be here, though. Yeah. But we're, it's not just an ordinary day in the studio. Uh, we have another peanut gallery, which we always enjoy. I you are going to say it's my half birthday. Is it your half birthday? No. <laughs> it is not your half birthday. Your, your birthday is January 5th, and today is the 20th. So I do not understand how that lines up. We are joined by Scar Raider. Scar, Raiders super fan. He's been on the show before, and he joins us again. Uh, you know, he's back in town hanging out with us. Been over to the Stooge a couple times, and and now he's here to watch Cleary's comments live. So it's good to have him here in studio. Maybe we'll uh, you know get him involved in the show somehow. But you know, we're just hanging out, having a good time in the segment where we banter about random things. Now, Matt, if it, you look like you want to say something, oh, it's just fantastic because we gave him headphones, but we didn't give him a mic. So I'm just gonna shit on the Raiders any chance I get. Well, I was talking about the curses earlier, and you know when we Henry Ruggs doing <laughs> yikes. Yeah, I was talking about curses earlier. I was like, yeah, when when we had them on the Raiders, just haven't been the same ever since. No, well, that's a joke, but uh, actually kind of true. I don't. Know, I haven't seen much change. Yeah, where's Derek Carr from? Where's he from? Yeah, Fresno. Fresno. Why does he have a Texas accent? It's pissing me off. Oh. David. David. Yeah. Well, so he's a guy. Fresno boy and went to Fresno State. Yes. I've never been to Fresno, but I've heard it's just basically a bunch, terrible bunch of meth labs <laughs> string together that they call it's the, the town Dickinson eventually. of California. Yeah. Oh, oh. It's, the, <laughs> it's an oil field without an oil field. <laughs> it just breeds people with Texas accents. <laughs> And they've never seen an oil rig in their life. Yeah, Devontae Adams left after his third year, not because he was NFL ready, is because he wanted to get the fuck out of Fresno. <laughs> you blew it! Classic. All right, let's quit roasting him for a minute. Uh, and let's talk about something that all of us, because you've been a loyal listener, Scar, all of us have been a part of, and it is our two-year anniversary of No Brains, No Headache podcast. Look it up. Uh, we had our first episode over two years ago, and, and just this past Sunday, 
was our two-year anniversary. So, Matt, congratulations, first of all. Honor to still be here with yeah. you. I mean, my question is, and you can probably guess it, did you think we'd ever make it here? No, like, after after we hit, like, 20 episodes and, like, got some real equipment, I was just like, holy shit, we did it. We actually like we're we're in it now. We're we're in the mud. Yeah, but we could have easily folded it away. I mean, we we've gone through our trials and tribulations, and if anything, that that's been the the best part. Almost, it's all about the process. I I ranted about it, the, you know, last week. I'm gonna rant about it again. You just gotta enjoy it. Enjoy well, I, the I moment. Lo- I love the shit that happened. Like some some battle happen, and I'll, you'll text me. I'll text you, and I'll just be like. Just our luck. Let's keep going. It's like shit will happen, and we just keep going. It's it's what we have to do, and it's what we like to do. Why dwell on something bad that happens? We can just move forward. We get a week vacation early July. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's at spin zone. Yeah. That's one way to look at it. Spin zone and save thousands of dollars. I've... <laughs> I found a new way to deal with my anger. It's it's, and I'm sure you can attest to this now when I tell you, uh, movie quotes. Anytime I'm feeling angry, I, I dig into the dodgeball. I dig into the Tommy Boy. Okay, I dig into the semi pro quotes, and I just try to relate it to whatever is going on at the time. You know, uh, you know that's the cost of doing business is also another saying I like to do. What does it mean? I have no fucking clue. It's the cost of doing... It's the cost of anything. <laughs> and the cost is pretty low here. So, I mean, we're hitting, we're hitting on a lot of cylinders here. It's no, the cost but, of doing business. We don't spend that much money. Absolutely. But seriously, I, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, congratulations on two years. This has been a, a ton of fun. I wish I had some deeper words to describe it right now. But, like, this experience has been awesome, learning how to entertain people. You and I have both had a knack for that since we were younger. I mean, we've always laughed at each other, made each other laugh. That's that's what we do, and we're just running with it. Uh, I hope everybody's enjoying it. A couple things to bring up. Yes. Two, how good you have gotten at editing when we're, like, going through an episode and the occasional time where I listen to while you're editing. And you'll be like, oh, and you'll just cut it and, like, good. Like, do it really fast is is lost on me because i i've i know enough to be dangerous and being that dangerous is not good for me you know a little editing is just it's putting some lipstick on the pig yeah i mean it's mostly me just being a dumbass but (laughs) and then another thing too it's like you ever look back at things we were doing yes like back and you're like what the fuck were we even thinking we talked about it right before we started recording where we would plug in extras from an interview into like a a bye week if you will yeah we had an off week so we plugged in extras from an interview now if there's anything extra left for an interview i'm like what the hell are we doing why why isn't the interview optimized for our listeners pleasure and and then the fact that we've gotten so much better at it that it's just like all right, we'll try to go for 20 or 30 minutes, but we could talk to these people forever. Let's pump the brakes, quit tooting our horns for a minute, but seriously, happy anniversary, Matt. Let's let's make it another two years after this. One day at a time, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one episode at a time, one interview, one joke. Hope everybody's enjoyed it so far, but you're going to enjoy this one. I got pretty ridiculous with this. Just because I went to the bullpen for my Cleary's comments doesn't mean they're bad. So I want to start off with Matt 
what do you have for us this week for episode 105 fashion okay <laughs> and i i don't have a lot of it if anyone knows me i dress like a homeless person most of the time and turns out i don't know that might be the new fashion i think you have a unique style i've seen a lot of people over the over the years you know random people that doesn't mean they're bad or have no style themselves they'll, they'll be like oh, i like those shorts i like that shirt i like your style here's the deal you your style fits your personality you're you you're being you if you didn't wear a dog t-shirt once every six to seven days i'd be like this guy's pretty fucking weird yeah i mean it's one of those things too not just my fashion but like what celebrities are wearing now like your fashion is better I'm just saying fashion is stupid, like spiked <laughs> shoes that people are wearing. Isn't it fashion like a general concept? I, are you saying from a stylish standpoint? Like I don't know. Just like, I basically hate anything that resembles a Kardashian. <laughs> okay, so this is an extension of people Matt hates. Cleary's comments has slowly evolved into people Matt hates. I, I, didn't, I don't have anyone I hate this week, but this week I fucking okay, hate the you're Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> but... There's a new show on Netflix, and I didn't watch it. It's something like, it's, it's basically about billionaire daughters, and the trailer, <laughs> of it, the trailer I caught of it is a girl that's just glammed up, and oh. she's like, I like that she's real, like me, how I'm real, and it's like, you are not real. You literally, nothing you do is real. Oh my sweet Jesus. I can't handle that and that's not fashion fashion is not fashion is being yourself and i want people to be themselves but they're never themselves less is more wear a speedo i'll see you. i got a homeless dude wearing gong <laughs> wearing something cool i'll see a homeless dude wearing something cool and i'll be like that's probably in now he's been wearing it for well, eight years so what what item of clothing is the homeless guy wearing? That Michigan cool? starter jacket I saw oh, the yeah. other day. That yeah. thing is oh. gold, dude. I oh. saw I saw a guy <laughs> I saw a guy wearing a jersey the other day, and he looked rough. And I was like, you know, a real hustler would go offer him money for the fucker off his. That's back. exactly excuse what. My, excuse my I, language. Yeah, I was like, I'll, I'll give you eight dollars in this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You go, you go to the local sandwich shop and you buy them a sandwich. Most guys don't Because if you give them cash, you have to write on their permanent marker, not for drugs. And it's really awkward. <laughs> or or they, they try to sniff the Sharpie. It's like, God damn it. Dude. I had a coworker who said. <laughs> I'm literally writing not for drugs and you're trying to sniff the Sharpie. Her, her husband, this guy came up with just vomit all over himself and asked for 50 cents for food. What are you getting for 50 cents? It's, you know, he wasn't going for the whole, That's two, he wasn't getting greedy. That's two packs of ramen noodles nowadays. It used to be like nine cents. Now it's like 25 cents per pack. That's just ridiculous. And also Shasta is not cheap anymore. Shasta is the same price as all the other pop. I don't know what you're talking about. Shasta has always been a luxury soda to me. Well, what's a shitty soda to you? <laughs> Uh, hold on. There's one out there. Stars and Stripes. The three Like liter. a brand or a flavor? It, it's called Stars and Stripes. You can get it at, like, Dollar Tree, and it's $1 for a three liter. And we used to get it in college, and we would 
take a bottle of rich and rare or cheap whiskey and we'd like pour half of it out or like drink half of it and uh we'd basically dump the whiskey into it and then just make like a huge mixer and you dump them into cheerios boom whiskeyos and (laughs) there was a morning one time we had about a good like eight ounces left of it and it's a pretty accurate measurement a a friend in college put it into a cup and took it to class the next morning and he opens it in class and he he was walking in his backpack and he's in a class of like a hundred people opens it it just goes starts fizzing everywhere and it just reeks like booze and he just left (laughs) at that point you gotta leave you just gotta leave class you know take take what it's worth I would take the whiskey with me, though, and drink it on the walk back to the dorm. Personally. No sense in wasting it. You already look like a fool. Oh, he definitely drank it on his way back to the dorm. Just a casual mixer. Yeah, definitely. A roadie. A roadie, if you will. A mixer for the road. Uh, Oh, one time in college, I got passed by a blind chick that was walking on the sidewalk. I walked that slow. Wow. Okay. might have graduated before me too (laughs) on that note we're going to shift gears a little bit talk about a little bit of golf you know summer's here everybody's out hitting the links uh you and i do not very much i rarely golf but i I really respect the sport and the lifestyle of drinking 52 beers and yelling at yourself all day Uh, to be honest it's actually pretty comparable to podcasting i would say um the thing i see a lot is golf videos it's on the social medias. For some reason, I feel like I can just tell when there's a terrible swing when I see one. Once again, though, I, I rarely golf. So how, how should I feel about <laughs> judging other people's golf swings when I myself probably pretty terrible? It's like when I judge people that are fishing. Like, I don't think they're doing it right, but I don't really know what right is. So maybe they're doing it okay. Maybe it's like, uh, you know, you just got to eat. It's like football coaches. A lot of them are ex-players, but like the other ones, they're just they're just nards. Yeah. They're students of the game. Those who can't teach, those who can't do, teach. Those who can't teach, teach, teach gym. gym. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely love that. Like golfing ability, I've, I've come to the realization I've played golf my entire life. If I don't play 50 times a year, I'm not going to get better, and I don't want to play golf 50 times a year. If you're golfing 50 times a year, we need to talk about your time management because, it wow. Is, it is, like 18, <laughs> we need to allocate some of that time 18 holes elsewhere. is so much. I can only do it like five or six times a year, and it's usually in a tournament where I just end up gassing a bunch of beers. Golf should be nine holes. I agree. Make them count. You've been pinching loaves on the lawn, man. I play croquet out there. What are you so I, I have two golf outings planned this summer. Uh, you're part of one of them, I think. We'll see if we, if we sign up in time. So we should probably hit the driving range um, ASAP. And it reminded me of one of the times I went uh, golfing. This was years ago uh, with the wedding party before my cousin's wedding. Um, not only was I so bad at golfing, but I also was just fucking around the whole time. And this was pre-drinking uh, Jordan. I was rather young. Thinking back on it, 
now I genuinely feel bad for the random two other ushers in the wedding party who got paired with me and my brother, my brother and I. Like, just terrible fundamentals, terrible etiquette. And I don't even hold the high standard for golf etiquette, but, like, we were we were flying under the poverty line with our etiquette. It was so bad. We were just fucking around the whole time. It was also at the same golf course, Matt, that uh, you were recently golfing at, and your your cart broke down. Do you think that golf cart is still in the same spot? Which one? Just say it starts with an apple. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that that place needs to be burned to the ground. Well, I was just thinking about like past times I've I've golfed and I'm going on, you know, a little bachelor party golfing outing, so it's it's wedding related. I was like, God, that one time I was out there it's just so bad. I mean, I'm the worst. And Matt also had a cart breakdown. Yeah, I'm the worst scramble golfer too because I know if I'm playing with someone that's like can hit the ball farther than me and they hit a really good drive, I'm just like, ah, I'm good. I just don't hit my ball. You think the maintenance crew just came with a tank of gasoline and just poured it on that golf cart and just kind of called the local fire department? Just like, I, yeah, we're having a controlled burn on hole eight about mid fairway. Uh, actually, a lot of plastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two stories here, quick. <laughs> and they evolved. They're probably around hey, the same. The show is yours. Yeah. Th- okay. <laughs> the first one, working on a golf course, and there's this bridge that is basically five feet wide. A golf cart's about three and a half feet wide. And the people are driving full blast and just hit one of the pillars of the bridge going onto it. And they just got out. Did they not see it? They just got out and walked the last three holes and left the cart there. And we had no idea who did it because the cart was just left there. Dude, that's like, that's like apocalypse shit. It's just like once the machine breaks down, we we leave it (laughs) and move on on foot. One time, a a guy came. He hit a. This is a different story than the other one. Oh, okay. It. He hit like a branch. He's like, I thought the branch was really small and I could go under it. Hit the branch and the roof of the cart just bent down. So he was like driving like way down in the cart. And he just brought the cart back. You're driving along. You're driving along. And all of a sudden the kids are yelling from the backseat. I gotta go to the bathroom, daddy. Not now, damn it. Do you think he was distracted? (laughs) I don't know what he was, but he was just like, I thought I could make it under the branch. I'm like, but you didn't. (laughs) You know, I, I've thought a lot of things in my life that have not panned out. <laughs> and, and the last story is not really golf cart related. But that doesn't matter, dude. It was this right, is literally no brains, r- no headache. Right by the creek. If you know Bismarck, Ward Road, going right by Hole 15, and you're coming down from BSC. Coming down. And there is a, a T intersection, and this guy was coming down, drunk as shit, and... The T intersection, he just kept going straight and just ramped into the fucking like creek area and they like found his truck the next morning, him just sleeping in it. So he was just You're driving along the fairway. And then next thing you know he was You're driving along the creek. I mean, there could be a podcast of me just telling the shit that happened at the golf course, but I wanna get into something else. It also involves Cars, trucks, automobiles, motorcycles, if you're very rich. Uh, but DVD players in cars. 
It if, used to be a luxury. If you're very rich, and then the next thing he says is DVD player. <laughs> exactly. They're antiquated. I looked up that word, and it tracks here. What does it mean? Um, Like, outdated, I think. DVD players are outdated. In cars, because everything is streaming. Like, do you remember, as a kid, like, if someone had, like, DVDs in the headrests or a DVD that flipped down, it was a massive deal. Mm-hmm. And you'd have, like, season three, a family guy that you're like, can't wait to watch this. And now it's like... If you advertise a car with a DVD player, it's like, who gives a shit? I'm, I do. No one has DVDs anymore. I beg to differ. Every thrift store and garage sale I go to has plenty. Exactly, because they want to get rid of them. Yeah, for the people who own a vehicle with a DVD player. Supply and demand. DVD players have their place. In cars with DVD players for no, road trips. No, they have their place at like lake cabins where you don't have cable. Yeah, and that's what the thrift store people in garage sale industry, that's who they're targeting. But don't advertise. It's cabin owners. Like, uh, yeah, I get it. It has DVD players in the headrest. That's fantastic. Sometimes you bring something up. Most and people even don't for care. this show, it's like, what the hell are we talking about? If I put DVD players in my headrest in my car... I don't think the value Why of the Why would goes- you, Matt? You drive by yourself 98% of the time. And that's not a lonely joke, okay? Also, I cleaned out my car and my... What'd you find? Anything good? 60 cents. Okay. And I should be put in a home or like something because it was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. I had shit underneath my seat that was from like 2015. Any examples? There was an Aquafina bottle that had a different label than what Aquafina had on. Nice. And it was still had some water in it. <laughs> like that or like Funyuns or Cheetos and it's just like, oh my god, I'm an animal. I found a, I-, I found a four loco that was outlawed six years ago. <laughs> yeah. It was the fun four loco where they used to put like a lot of caffeine <laughs> and kids were dying from it. It was one of those. Like it was the amount was just dumb of the stuff I would find. And it's just like, did I get anything in my mouth at this point? Because there was like an entire bag of Chex Mix under one of my seat. And not in the bag. It was literally just laying there. Well, dude, when you're... You're driving along. You're- you gotta you gotta focus on the snacks. Because you need to focus on the road. And the Chex Mix just does not make it where it needs to go. Like, for, for what it was, it basically made... It looked like I just grabbed a handful of Chex Mix while I was driving, opened my mouth, and just threw it. And whatever stuck was good. It's a fun game to play. No, it is not. I don't know. Whatever you're doing. Yeah, just do whatever. You should be put on trial. And that's why I want to talk about jury duty. Now, ridiculous ways of getting out of jury duty. So It's like, what if one of your relatives, you know, had had like heart problems and they're like yeah it was only a heart attack so we're not gonna let you go but had they died however we could have let you out of jury duty sorry about that and no you can't call to make sure they're okay (laughs) like what are some of the most ridiculous ways 
you know, as Matt would say, what are the statue of limitations for getting out of jury duty? And when I typed this earlier, my autocorrect was trying to tell me that it's statute. It's not a carved figure to look at. But. Yeah, well, the statute of limitations of jury duty is pretty light here. What do you know about statute laws? Um, basically, if you're in the jury and you say anything that's ridiculous, they just recuse you of it. So we would not get okay. into jury duty. Well, I was just thinking of that, like something somewhat tragic happens, and they're just like, "Sorry, it wasn't tragic enough." Or trying for to us to let you. Like trying, I'm saying, if you're already say in the jury, you've gone through all the bullshit, and you're a stand-up citizen, you you're you, you tell the truth for some reason, and you're in the jury, and trial started. It's a juicy one. And something happens. I would not. And they're just like, yeah, no, that wasn't. I know they have cancer, but we can't let you go. I, I, I mean, I it's would, like, I oh, would not, okay. I would not do well. It's like. Uh, a tsunami hit Florida, where you're from, and your entire family. Yeah, can't let you go. Yeah, my entire family was in a plane crash. <laughs> can't let you go, but here's the newspaper from three weeks ago. <laughs> my entire family was in a plane crash over the Pacific Ocean. They haven't found the plane yet. Well, they might still be alive, so you need to stay. <laughs> I I don't get jury duty, in the, and also jury duty. The people, you know, you know the people I'm talking about that would love to do jury duty. I mean, I feel like there's a time and a place for it. They're probably uh, an RA at a college. <laughs> <laughs> they they probably volunteer their yeah. time to be an umpire. At yeah, the some, league. somebody else signed them up for some sort of camp that they have to like run for like two weeks uh they couldn't cut it as a judge or a lawyer so they were like i need to get i need to get in on this you just got caught cheating on your significant other and you need to lay low for a while i don't know i made that one up i'll give you an example okay so uh (laughs) the uh chad isaac case the big one that was on core tv here the big one and it was in Mandan, and they're trying to find, they're like, we need to find unbiased juries. It's like, you're not going to find unbiased juries. It was the only news story. So they probably found the weirdest people of all time to be on that jury. A lot of, lot of old farmers and ranchers. It's just like, I was a stay-at-home mom. I was selling my Etsy stuff. It wasn't going well. It's been 84 years. <laughs> Back in my day, you could get a Frankfurter for a nickel. Do you have any old people words? No, not, like, off, not off the top of my head. The people that call a couch a Davenport? No, God. Or, I was thinking about picking up a nice pair of slacks the other day. Uh, uh, Billfold. Billfold, that's another one. Uh, checkbook. It's not a checkbook. It's your wallet. Another, Just another word for wallet. What do we got in the news? Old people read the news a lot. What have they been reading in the headlines lately? Oh, this is a great one, actually. So, uh, I, I hope. A kid in Texas loved cheeseburgers. Who? A kid in Texas. He's oh. two, two years old, and he got his mom's phone, and he ordered 31 cheeseburgers. What'd you do? He, uh two-year-old which is wildly impressive that he could order 31 cheeseburgers from doordash but he also he tipped the driver 16 dollars 
smart kid. Yeah. Very generous. I, I mean, I, I, I love it. That's what's in the news this week. And I mean, I have to go with it because it's. So he beat it, your record of personal McDonald's yeah, consumption. Yeah, it, it looked like it was McDonald's. I don't know if it was for sure. McDonald's. If it was in Texas, it was probably you Whataburger. It was, it was probably $100 worth of cheeseburgers. So it's a pretty good harvest. And I bet this mom is like, we're not wasting this money. I'm going to freeze these and you're eating them for the next three weeks. Yeah, I probably got done eating the cheeseburger. And I was like, all right, mom. You motorboating son of a bitch. You old sailor, you. He's two. <laughs> He's two. Just hog down 31 cheeseburgers. Fucking nap time, buddy. <laughs> I mean, grownups when the kid's still breastfeeding. How old is he? Uh, he's 48 months. That's four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> unless you have something else. I just want to talk about getting fucked up and doing drugs. <laughs> you could pick any three letters from the alf- alphabet and say you did that last night. Hear me out. GHB, LSD, PCP, RUM, POT. Thoughts on that? POP. ZAC. What is that? I don't know. I just, those were the three letters that came to mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's the whole point. You could come up with any combination of three letters and it's a drug. Yeah, so how, how, why did, like drug dealers find it hard they have to give a drug a nickname when they have three letters that they could just grab I, correct me if i'm wrong but that's like 300 million different types of drugs they could have that's wrong i know but they could have a shitload of times types of drugs that they could just make up and it would sound good like g- give me one that sounds bad a three letter one zxz that sounds like a great drug. I no, would do it. No, it sounds a lot of chemicals. <laughs> a lot of chemicals. XYY. Also Chromosomes. <laughs> yeah. XYY. It makes you challenged. G-U-M. I would do it. <laughs> G-U-M just sounds great. It's, it comes in gum form, and you chew it, and you're <laughs> fucked up. You're telling me you would do G-U-M. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not a drug guy, but... I don't know, I got fucking wasted last night. Off of G-U-M. That P-O-T put me on my ass last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I see it. The old P-O-T. <laughs> P-O-D, isn't that <laughs> prisoner of... I'll tell you what, I had one of those DVDs last <laughs> night for about an hour. Whoa. It was the Pearl Harbor edition. I had to pop in a second DVD to keep me up. So I watched a movie, but oh yeah, I started watching Bottom of the Ninth with uh, no idea. It's a very shitty baseball yep. movie yep. with uh, Matt and your movies. Nobody ever accused you of being a quality movie critic. But I was like, I was like, it was a sports movie. It has to be good. It's the no. w- I I didn't even finish it. That's how bad it was. There's three good sports movies. Major League, Varsity Blues, and that one with Kevin Costner playing baseball. Not in Iowa. Friday Night Lights. There's a shitload of them. But I'm going to get to my next topic. Like Mike. What about Like Mike 2? 
nope, nope. Can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. The the villain from what like Mike one, I hope he's in prison now because he just looks that weird. The orphan dude? Yeah. Not the orphan dude, but the orphan owner guy. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, he's playing fucking chess in his van outside of the Staples Center, right? Fun fact for you, I've actually played chess in a van before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in the, I'll For be in those the, of you still listening, really? uh, we're going to continue on with Cleary's comments here on No Brains, No Headache Podcast. That's where we banter about random things. Tunnels. Okay. They just discovered a tunnel that was 60 feet below the surface going from Tijuana, Mexico to San Diego. If you don't know what San Diego means... You know what that was a, used for. A whale's vagina. But... They had this tunnel 60 feet below the surface that was reinforced. It had electricity, ventilation. Could you fit donkeys through there? Probably. It was four feet tall. Like, if you really wanted to get a donkey down 60 feet and then transport them across the border, you probably could have. The donkey market in Tijuana, pretty hectic. I love how they can do this to transfer drugs, but we can't figure out cool tunnels around like towns how sweet would it be if you could go in a tunnel i'm describing okay. subways right now <laughs> <laughs> like i it just dawned on me that this is already a thing yes <laughs> some college campuses even have a couple of tunnels from a to b I'm really foot in the old mouth right now because yeah i i don't know i maybe that's pretty miffed yeah maybe i just want personal tunnels like if i had a personal tunnel from like here to an arby's or applebee's so i could burn it to the ground or who the hell are you man isaac fucking newton i just don't i don't i don't know i i like tunnels i wish they were more prominent in my life i can respect that maybe i just need to move to a city that has a subway Matt, you're never going to move. Oh, yeah. You said put me in a home earlier. We're in your home. Yeah. and We I are in your home. You're in your home. And I hate moving so much that if I do move, everything in this house is staying. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Leave the closet. Leave the jersey closet for me and yeah. the Bo Jackson. Or wait. <laughs> Bo Jackson. Did you just? Yes. Bo Jackson for OJ Simpson? O.J. Simpson both was a... two-letter uh, first names. Ah, both athletes. Yeah, yeah they're one letter away Both from controversial being, in their own sense. One letter away from being a dynamite drug. Bo O.J.? <laughs> Bo.J.? If you gotta ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> you want some Bo.J.? Just, uh... What's a Bo.J.? I want one. It's, okay, Bo.J. Bo Think about it. It could be a drink. It's like hand it's, massage. It's OJ. What starts with a B? Like beer. Beer and OJ. A BoJ. Getting a blowjob while you're drinking beer and OJ. A BoJ. All right. I like it. We just discovered something. Beer and OJ is a BoJ. Patent pending. Trademark. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Okie dokie. We are just, we're having one here. Episode 105. Uh, Cleary's comments. No rhyme or reason to it. You having a good time, Matt? I think I might have AIDS. 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to just turn Matt's microphone off really quick here. <laughs> I, got a, I got a UTI. Someone give me some cranberry juice. You're talking about tunnels earlier. Uh, got some upcoming events, though, for all of our listeners out there. Uh, please join us if you'd like, if you're in the Bismarck Mandan area. Saturday, May 28th at 1 p.m., we're going to do another live recording. Our second one, we did one a few weeks ago. It was a great success, wah-woo-wee-woo, and we're going to do it all over again. Stadium Sports Bar, 1247 West Divide, uh, here in Bismarck. Starts at 1 p.m. Come grab some beers, grab some lunch. Uh, they have excellent food. It's a Memorial Weekend. Let's just face facts, it's going to be shitty out. Now that I said that, it's probably going to be fantastic out. But regardless, history has shown us terrible weekend weather-wise. Come join us, Stadium, Sports Bar, 1247 West Divide. We're going to do a live recording. Giveaways, probably buy a beer. I think we're going to maybe have a, a guest appearance. We're going to have that third mic ready to go. Maybe even do a spelling bee. Maybe some trivia. I don't know. I don't know. Choice is yours. You're going to show up. We'll see you there. We also have another night's comedy night, and that's June 16th. At 7 p.m., that's down at the Big Dog Distillery and Tiki Bar, 307 South 3rd Street, here in Bismarck, North Dakota. Matt and I are going to start off the old stand-up comedy careers. We're going to try to make you laugh. There's going to be a night full of rum, moonshine, and laughter. Craft cocktails. We're going to have a raffle. We're going to have an auction. There's going to be free chips and salsa, goddammit. I worked that into the deal. So come enjoy some free chips and salsa as Matt and I uh, do comedy night, no brains, no headache podcast fundraiser, June 16, 7 p.m. For those of you who can't make it, follow our Instagram. We're going to stream it live, each of our sets, uh, at NBNH Podcast. There you can watch the comedy night uh, remotely if you can't make it. So trying to have a good time, trying to get out there, do new things, uh, and have a good time with other people. Being in the studio is fun. It's only three of us here. You know, we could have more people to the party what do you think matt i don't know i don't know i'm excited nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited i'll just I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it loose i got some good jokes stay tuned for the olympics of doctors starting right now all right time for the olympics here on episode 105 of no brains no headache podcast this is the ranking game we occasionally play where we take a topic, and this week is doctors, so it's the Olympics of doctors. Matt and I are going to go through and rank our favorites in descending order. We're going to start with the gold medal round, on to silver and bronze. We'll have lost in the medal round. Uh, honorable mention and DQs are optional as well. Rules state we cannot have the same pick. Uh, so you will not see double picks going on here, and that will come into the play of the strategy here. As always, the Olympics is open for interpretation. Uh, Matt, you blew me out of the water last week. We usually go based off of who won the prior poll of the prior Olympics. I said, Matt, we're not even going to post a poll. Uh, you won. It was embarrassing. Uh, thoughts on the landslide victory? Honestly, I can't even remember what our last Olympics was on. Uh, punchable Faces. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that have Punchable Faces. We'll probably have to circle back to that one eventually down the road. But Yeah, get a little <clears throat> more specific. But yeah. 
yeah, for right now, we're going to do the Olympics of Doctors, the rank, the ranking game we play here on No Brains, No Headache Podcast. So Matt is going to go first. Matt, gold medal round. Uh, out of the gate, who do we got? I have to go with Dr. Evil. Really? That's an interesting pick. Yeah, I I just think it's it's a chalky pick. It's it's one that you'd expect from me, but it is it's a I think it's a great pick. It's I think this is a deep draft. There's a lot of good picks. There's yeah. very few great picks and I think Dr. Evil is one of them. That is a great pick. Uh I did not see that one coming. I mean, I'm going to go with my favorite uh scene of his is when he releases the meteor and gets hit directly in the bean bags. It's fantastic. One, two, three. Yep, they're all there. Uh, <laughs> I like the scene where he does hard knock life with Mini Me. Yep. So that's always a classic. Yeah, Dr. Evil is a really good pick, and you are correct. This is a very deep draft. Now, maybe there's a few new listeners out there who say, uh, oh, Dr. Evil, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting an actual medical doctor. In real life. That's where the open for interpretation comes into play. You know, this is no brains, no headache podcast. We don't do things ordinarily around here. So excellent gold medal pick. I'm going to get into mine. And this is, I mean this from my heart, but also a huge strategy play. So my gold medal is going to be Dr. John Dorian from Scrubs. And I see the expression on Matt's face. Uh, He respects the pick, but he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it, that's for sure. I don't want any more bullshit any time during the day from anyone. That includes me. I, I, I like the pick. I'll just get right into my silver medal. Fine, because do it, it then. It's, it's Dr. Cox. I think Dr. Cox is the... Dr. Perry Cox, the Sacred Heart. Yeah, the clear... He's not the showrunner, but he's the showstopper. Everyone tunes in every week for Dr. Cox. JD, I love him. But if I wanted someone on my podium from that show, and believe me, I probably could have four people from that show on my podium. <laughs> Get a pace I, yourself. Yeah, I want Dr. Cox to be on mine. Okay. That's a very good silver round pick. Obviously, any sort of TV show or perhaps movie, uh, including a hospital or the medical field, you have a lot of doctors. And if it's a good show or a show you like, or it's just generally liked, like Scrubs, you're going to have a lot of choices in the Olympics of doctors, okay? It's 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 just simple. It's a real simple concept to grasp, and that's what I like about our show, is, you know, same, same, but different. Yeah, and there's you definitely... feel me, dog? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, am I silver? I said I wasn't drinking tonight, but here I go again. Well, I mean, you... You completely rock the boat here. I had a whole plan going into the Olympics, and ever since your gold pick with Dr. Evil, uh, I've had to make adjustments, and I'm going to adjust my silver medal pick here, and I'm going to go with Dr. Seuss. You have to respect the work of Dr. Seuss. I mean, some people don't anymore, but... Yeah, isn't he a Nazi or something? <clears throat> apparently, but, I mean, everybody loved him. Yeah. If you like the Grinch, you like Dr. Seuss. Fuck the Grinch. Uh, if you got kids or if you remember as a kid, probably reading those books. One, You know, those the slam poetry, apparently. Yeah. It was just poetry, now it's slam poetry. Also, I've been tossing around 
A uh, quick side note, I've been tossing around a quick a uh, a slam poetry night idea. So I was going to write a poem for one of our episodes and I got like one line in and I was like this is so stupid. Silver medal Dr. Seuss. I think he deserved to be on the podiums here on the Olympics of Doctors somewhere somewhere along the line. You got to respect the pick. Yeah, um, I'm going to get into another kind of unorthodox pick here, and I'm going to go with Dr. Pepper. Yeah, so that one coming from a mile away. Um, Dr. Pepper is just a solid pop. Soda pop, big old can of soda pop. I mean, there's some other doctor beverages you could go with, but I think, oh my God, Dr. Pepper is definitely the one one of beverage doctors. It mixes really well, and they have new flavors, like the cream soda's good, all that, good jazz, and 23 flavors. You were scared to try the new flavor of Dr. Pepper. I told you that in confidence, Hands. Wait, I don't think I have that sound clip. I totally spaced out for a minute there, but excellent bronze pick. I mean, like you said from the get-go... Pretty stacked Olympics uh, made my power rankings, that's for sure. I'll get right into my bronze medal. Uh, everybody's everybody's watched this guy at least once. It's Dr. Phil. Damn it. I mean, he's hilarious if you actually think about it and just, like, watch his show. It's, it's like, what's going on here? I don't really like this, but this Dr. Phil guy, easy to make fun of. Yeah. I mean, Dr. Phil was one of those guys that gets a bad rap. But you got to respect the dude. He has some of the most like iconic clips on the internet. Two words. Bad baby. Yeah. I thought it was bad Barbie. Three words. Cash me outside. Yeah, three words. Catch me outside. Cash me out. Is no. it cash me out? Yeah, well, I don't know. She doesn't know the English language. There's also some other great ones. There were some people from uh, our neck of the woods that were on the Dr. Phil show about a week ago. Uh, oh, what was that for? If you want to look that up, it rhymes with back flosser. And uh, <laughs> it's actually, it's a, it's a, it's a good watch. Good uh, heartwarming watch. But uh, I'm going to get right into my Lost in the Metal round. And it plays off yours actually pretty well because it is Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq is actually a doctor. He got his PhD in leadership or some bullshit like that. But he is Dr. Shaq. They starred together in the Scary Movie 4 movie. It was a very average movie, but they had a pretty funny moment. Yeah, I knew there was going to be one of these picks from you where you pick somebody who is a doctor, but they're they're not actually a doctor. You can at least, you can at least play one or be a really good poet, but... Yeah, it's just like we we could go through, we could go through a whole list of people who are like, oh, by the way, they're actually a doctor. Really shallow, Matt. Really shallow stuff. Fuck you. <laughs> I can't. I can't just sit here and take your podium all day. I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty uh, loaded up on my podium. I got some honorable mentions that'll blow your socks off. <clears throat> all right. Well, before you get into that, I'll just rattle off my lost in the metal round quick. I'm going to have to go with Dr. Andre Nausick from The League. Uh, the poor guy always is is the butt end of the joke. Um, a hilarious character all around. An actual doctor within the show. So Yeah, that's a great pick. Dr. He, he Andre. Is, 
They create a porno. Yeah. 12, 12, 12, the Mayan cockpocalypse. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm great coming pick. out of retirement. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but you're about to get chlamydia. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a couple on my list uh, of drink categories. You could go with Dr. McGillicuddy's if you ever want to be hungover. Drink a bunch of it because it is pure sugar. And you should be disqualified. Yeah, you should feel like you got hit by a bus. Uh I have one DQ. It's Dr. Huxtable from The Cosby Show. My DQ is dentists. I'm sure they're really good at their job, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Uh, Here, here's what, here's, we'll go back and forth with people that we just threw out there for a, a little bit. Uh, Dr. Love. The they, Love Doctor. Sure. Okay. Uh, Dr. J. Nice. Dr. Strange, or Dr. Strange. That's a good one. Uh, Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Chris Turk, Scrubs. Oh, yeah. Uh, Doc Antle from Tiger King. Basically just a cult leader. Uh, Elliot Reed, Scrubs. (laughs) Doc McStuffins. Pretty much just going to go through the whole Scrubs cast, including the janitor. He's not even a doctor. Yeah, there's some deep cuts. The guy that plays uh, the hotel manager in Sweet Life of Zack and Cody plays Dr. Hooch, and he's just insane. Um, I'm trying to think of other deep cut doctors on there. Oh, Dr. Molly Clock. She's just very hot. Yeah, I went with the, I wrote down Nip Tuck, but I don't even know their name, so couldn't justify the pick. I think I was just... Uh, you know, an aroused young man when that TV show was popular. Do you ever watch Grey's Anatomy? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't even know any doctors from you, there. You might as well just keister Grey's Anatomy for in the future, you know, if you ever settle down with, with a woman. Isn't and there like, like 42 seasons of it? The point being, Matt, <laughs> is you'll always have something to do together. So keister it. Okay, well, if you're looking something to do uh-huh. later, uh, we have a live show coming up this weekend, May 28th at Stadium at 1 p.m. Kind of going to be along the same lines that we did last time. We're just going to be talking there for about an hour. going to push it back to 1 p.m. so our hungover friends can get out of bed. And we also have comedy night coming up. Yeah, June 16th, I think it's a Thursday, uh, starting at 7 uh, more details to come on our social media at MBNH Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And guys, if you want merch, we have some merch coming out. Just uh, make sure to key up on the social medias, and we'll get you some details. Also, probably slam poetry night. Yeah, it's gotta, it's gotta happen. It might be coming. Hey, hey it's you, Rick Muffin.